Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Love Line, episode 566, from November 30th, 1997, a Sunday night show, starting on a new week with no guest, and Dr. Bruce filling in for Dr. Drew, still in Hawaii. Adam reveals he was up late watching infomercials, he bought a Wonder Mop, which will come up again many, many times. It really will, a lot. I think it was brought up even this year on his current podcast. Adam talks about Tony Bennett's lost appearance on Classic Love Line, still missing from the archive, sadly. This is a new, high-quality official tape, replacing the previous fan copy. A classic Adam and Doc Bruce night. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome Love with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Dr. Drew is not in tonight. Dr. Bruce is sitting in for him again, and that's fine with me. Has it been, what is it, like three Sundays in a row? Well, you were here on Wednesday, too, Wednesday. right? Yeah. Drew is in Hawaii. Drew will be back tomorrow, theoretically. Drew's flight lands at LAX, which is probably about 15 minutes away from the studio at 9.30 tomorrow night. Or in L.A. traffic, two hours. Yeah, if it's raining and uh, if there's any delays, all bets are off. So, so I'm, on, I'm on call from three hours away. Right. <laughs> the problem is, yeah, you live in Redlands? Redlands. And is it really three hours? No. It's, but it's 75 miles, so, you know, with the usual traffic... Uh-huh. That can complicate things. Uh-huh. So. So. It'll be an interesting uh, on-call situation. Well, I don't think we're going to put you on call. That's okay. I'll keep my beeper on. Because that's not fair, because it's going to take you two hours to get out here. I'd like to see you do the show alone, though. That would be <clears throat> befitting of your great... <laughs> Thank you. Great. Yes, I've done it before. It's a, it's a disaster. I really work better with a partner. Boy, I really miss that drill. Thanks a lot. Making okay. Me feel great. All right. Anyway, uh, Bruce and I are going to have a great time tonight, I'm sure. Uh, no guests tonight. Gavin from Bush will be in here on Wednesday, possibly Bjork on Thursday, and uh, the rest of the She's week. She's not doing anything on uh, Thursday night. She has nothing to do. She's thinking about coming up here. Mm hmm. Well, so. she's a very strange girl. Yeah. She's she... a latitude with us, so. Oh, she we'll is. We'll see. Oh, she's in town and everything. Yep. Does she live here? No, but she's coming in for. The, our Christmas show on Friday night. Oh, is she playing Friday night? Yeah. Oh, boy. i got to get hip. Oh, man. K-Rock, the mother station out here in Los Angeles, who's really the, the godfather of these Christmas shows. They put on these big shows, and every station does them now, but K-Rock's always... The original. Oh. What's... Oh, Bjork's not now? Oh. Oh. Well, I told you, and I didn't hear that there she was going to be on. Oh, you didn't know? Who told you, I Lisa? I know she is. <laughs> 
All right, so she won't be performing Friday night at the K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas. That's all right. No one from the station listens to the show. You'll be fine. <laughs> the point is, is I have been getting calls up the wazoo for tickets. And they're real tight on these things because it's like the hottest ticket in town and they sell out in five seconds and everything. And everyone's been bothering me for tickets. And um, my thing is, is um, I'm on the barter system. I don't care if I've known you and love you for 20 years. If you haven't done anything for me in the last year, you don't get tickets. Then again, if you've, uh, you know, come by the house, paid your respects, scraped a little paint, whatnot, you get the tickets. That's the way I work. You have a good uh, Thanksgiving there, Dr. Bruce? Great Thanksgiving. Yeah. ate lots of turkey and slept. Good. In preparation for work. With that tryptophan? It's right. It works. Is it L-tryptophan or is it tryptophan? It's probably l L is just the structure of the molecule. Yeah. L- L-tryptophan, L-tryptophan uh, sounds to me know. like a uh, you know Mexican porn star. <laughs> L-tryptophan. Probably has the same effect. All right, so it puts you to sleep. I stayed up till 2 in the morning last night and ordered a mop from the TV. I saw a commercial for the Wonder Mop. The guy, they, they did it like at uh, Marine Land. A uh, porpoise shot out of the water, landed in the tank, splashed all this water up on the deck, and this Wonder Mop took it right up. One swipe. Did you really order a wipe? I, I spent fifty, like eight dollars on mops last night, because uh, not only is the mop two easy payments of nineteen ninety-five, which uh, comes about forty bucks, it's twelve bucks for shipping and handling, and then it's like another, you know, four or five bucks worth of tax. So it's like fifty something dollars worth of mops. But if you watched a commercial, it made perfect sense because they kept they had a big trash can. And it was filled with these cheap $10 or $15 mops. And they said you'd go through one a year. Whereas this one, this is like a mop that you could pass down from generation to generation. Right, right. So that your kids would have clean floors and their kids I, I in have turn would have clean floors. Oh, do you? Yeah, my wife ordered the mop. And the only way I Did find she out, order that I, mop? Yes. And the only way I find out is on the credit card receipts because she's afraid to tell me. <laughs> I tell you, I, I never even thought about mops until I saw this commercial. And you know the thing that's funny is... When they do these infomercials and they go to a break, like they go to a commercial break, you think you're going to see a commercial for like a local car dealership? No, nope. it's just the mop commercial. They go from the mop test site to the actual mop commercial. But like a fool, I bought the mop. And it works? Is it good? Uh, let's put it this way. It will not be handed down to future generations. Oh, it won't. Family. But it's one finger ringing. <laughs> and, and by the way, I don't mind using my whole hand to ring. I really don't. I know that that sounds uh, sexual, but I, I can go ahead and just use two or three fingers and ring it. I really don't just have to, I don't have like a ringing finger. I have a ring finger, but not the ringing. So anyway, I bought this mop, and the thing I found out about these things, last time I ordered something from TV, I ordered one of those change sorters. It was like merry-go-round change sorters that you just drop the money in, oh, and, it, yeah, and it spills that's... and all. didn't work. Oh. Never used it once. It's... Uh, Cost me like twenty nine ninety five. Never used it once. But the mop, this is something I'm going to use. Four to six weeks, I'll be using the mop and reporting on it. The thing about these, the mop, and I guess all these other things, is when you call them up, they also want to send you out the super absorbent car chamois, right? And the uh, car upholstery lint brush for nineteen ninety five, and you have to keep telling them no, and then they tell you. All right, how about we send you the super absorbent squeegee and the squeegee lengthener attachment for 1995? 
No, and they'll just keep signing you up unless you actually stop. So I had this great conversation uh, in my underwear about 2 in the morning last night talking to some guy from, you know, Battle Creek, Michigan on the 800 line going, all I, could, all I repeated about 13 times was, um, just a mop tonight. Uh, how about we send you over a Mops of America? It's a tribute to mops across this great land of ours. Uh, that Just be the one mop for me tonight. We'll also send in the discount uh, mop book. This uh, this entitles you to 5% off all mop-related purchases, uh, whether it be uh, a chamois or uh, some sort of cleaning. No, just the mop tonight. But you know it's got to work because they do it. If they do it, it's got to work for some people. All right. It's very frightening. Is your mom, uh, your mom, is your uh, wife happy with the mop? No. She's no. not? No. It's uh, it's been replaced by another mop bought in Are a local you, grocery store. I but, spent 60 bucks on a mop last night? Maybe you'll get better results than we did, but it's oh, tough. Well, they say it has a full lifetime warranty. Can't she send it back? Yeah, but that's people. It's it's human right. nature. People All never right. send it back. All right. Well, not me. Scott is my witness. I'll send this Checking mop back. See you in two months. Alyssa. Yeah? You're 13. Yeah. What's going on? Well, I'm concerned about my period. I haven't had it for almost three months. And my parents think that I'm, like, sexually active and everything, and I'm not. And they won't believe me. But I'm just wondering if I should see a doctor or something about this because I'm concerned. When, how old were you when you started having periods? Twelve. Okay. It's not unusual at your age to be very irregular and to even go several months without having a period. So if you're not sexually active, it's not really of great, great concern. What I'm more concerned about is what's going on with communication with your parents. Well, they just think that I'm, I'm like, fooling around with, with guys and everything, and mm -hmm. it's just, like... You have a boyfriend? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have they ever caught you with him doing anything? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine well, that. Well, nothing like, we're, like we were, had our clothes off or anything, but... You were just making out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When do you plan on having sex? I don't know. All right. Good answer. Well, give it a few years. Now, is this something you talk about with your parents pretty openly? Obviously, they, they know that you haven't had a period in three months. That's not always a topic of conversation. Well, my mom's just really nosy. She'll, like, mark it down on a calendar for me and... <laughs> Just like, oh, it's your due date today. My dad used to do that for uh, my bowel movements. <laughs> it's been a day and a half, son. Uh, everything going all right? You want a uh, muffin? That, that could explain a lot about you. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, I mean, it's just like, she just annoys, you know. All right, tell her she's, uh, tell her Dr. Bruce said she was being a little intrusive. And she, uh, she, she needs to trust you a little bit more. She has to know everything. She has to know where I'm going. It's, mm -hmm. it's like a radar on her. As soon as I walk up the door, she can hear it as, as quietly as I shut the door. I know you don't like this, but we actually like it, don't we? Although it's going to force her to crawl out of a window into a neighbor's van and have uh, sex at the age of 13 and a half. <laughs> That's what happens when they put the full court press on you this way. The, you know what they need to do? They need to lead by example. Is she a good example? Well, she tries to be, but she's just too overprotective. Mm -hmm. Did she have you when she was young? Uh, like about 21. Mm -hmm. And you're the uh, oldest? I'm the only child the oldest, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I guess that makes you the oldest and the youngest, doesn't it? Well. And the middle child. 
Yeah, and it's just the thing with her, you know, I'm the only child, I'm the only one that she's ever going to have. Her mom just passed away, and now she's more protective than ever. Okay. It's, well, yeah. she's, just, she's just being protective. She's looking out for her investment. That's yeah. all. Puts and, a lot of, and put a lot of money it, into it. And sometimes you kid. can show her that, do things where you show her that she can trust you. Uh, but as far as medically goes, that is very common at your age to have gaps where you miss your period for several months at a time like that. That should really clear up in the next year or so. Wendy. Yeah. You're 18. Yes, I have a major, major problem. Good. Um, I have an ex-boyfriend that I was with for a year and a half. We were planning on getting married and everything like that. Things were going great for a while, and then, like, we were going to have a baby, and I miscarried and everything like that. And after that, things just kind of fell apart, like, big time. Well, it's tough. And then, you know, I, like, tried to think that, you know, okay, you know, he was just trying to get over it and wasn't dealing with it very well because I wasn't dealing with it very well. But it got to the point where he was really controlling, and, I mean, he was keeping me from doing anything at all. I mean, I wasn't allowed to talk to people, wasn't allowed to make phone calls unless he knew about them. This guy is an asshole. Drew, all the way from uh, Mahaloho. Hey, uh, how old is this guy, Wendy? 21. Mm-hmm. And you were going to get married to him? Yeah. Were you trying to have a kid? We weren't trying not to, and we weren't trying to. We yeah. Were kind of, we uh, were financially set enough to do it. And uh-huh. we were, you know, we were both swaying, you know, towards, you know, we wanted one, but we didn't want to run ourselves. Yeah. So you figure you wait to the ripe old age of 17 and three quarters <laughs> before you got pregnant? Is it no, is it we, safe for a woman to have uh, a, a child as late as 19, uh, Dr. Bruce? Uh, is, pushing medical. Uh, <laughs> she's medical right up against menopause. Right up. I mean, she's really only about 35 years away from menopause at that point. Would that be uh, safe? <laughs> I heard about a woman in, um, geez, I think it was somewhere in the Netherlands who had one at 20. Can you believe that? It's amazing. Yeah. So when She died. Adam's making his point. Are you picking up on it? <laughs> On his very obscure point that he's making there. Well, I just got out of that relationship. Good. And it, I mean, it took me a long time. It took me like three months to like try to get out of it. And like a couple of friends of mine had set me up on a blind date with a guy. And my number one rule is like no blind dates because I've been set up on some really bad ones. And I went anyways. And we went out. We went shopping and stuff like that. We, we went up to the Mall of America. And mm. like, he paid for our, like, whole day and everything like that. And the guy was really nice and really sweet and everything. And then, like, the next day, he, like, bought me, like, a bouquet of flowers. And he did that, like, every day for, like, a week. And he'd come into my work and stay there for, like, four or five hours. Wow. And just would not leave. He's got a self-esteem problem, this guy. This guy is an asshole. <laughs> and then that Friday, I mean, like, a week after it happened, he's like, well, I think you're the one, you know, I want to get married and this and that and the other and... I want you to be the mom of my of my daughter because he's got a daughter and everything like that. And he's, like, just totally wrapped up in this relationship. Mm. And he started getting really controlling about who Was I he going to put his uh, name on the pa- put your name on the passenger side of his van? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean... Does like, he have a van, Wendy? No. No. He's got a small car. But he, he, he what? He's got a small car. Okay. And, I mean, it's just like, I'm not ready to settle down. I just got out of a long relationship and everything like that. Yeah, but you were going to get married in that relationship. 
Yeah, and then, like, I totally realized that I was, like, making a mistake, that I, Okay, know. good. All right, don't settle yeah. down. I don't trust this guy. How old is this guy? This guy is 21 as well. 21? He's already got a kid. He's already been through his first relationship. And he's obsessive. How do you have a kid? How do you, like, be in and out of a relationship with a kid and you're, you're 21? I mean, that, um, that's not a great, you know, thing to have on your relationship yeah. resume, is it? Where's his wife? Oh, forget about it. Where's his girlfriend that he had? He lives with her. He lives with her? Yes. All right. Uh -oh. Listen, Wendy, first off, I want you to kick your friend in the groin for setting you up with this guy who spends five hours at your work, who lives with his ex, and has a kid at 21. There's more. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm waiting for the third, <laughs> the third man. I have, I've known this one guy for... You know, got seven, eight months or so, and, like, there was, like, nothing there. I wasn't looking for anything mm. or anything like that. And then he asked me out one night, and we went out, and, like, things happened and stuff. And, you know, I got to know him really well. And, like, he's a really super nice guy. He's, like, closer to my age. He's, like, got a lot of the same goals and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And... Get pregnant and live off the state? No. 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, I'm a manager of a of a store, and he's a manager of his store and everything like that. And, like, we both have, like, a lot of the goal, All right. same goals. All right. We approve of this guy. Go out with that guy. But, see, that's my problem is we, like, started talking and stuff like that, and he's kind of stuck on his ex-girlfriend. Oh, boy. Nah. And, like, the guy that I think is, like, right for me, or, like, not right for me, but who I should be dating or, like, along the lines, mm -hmm. like, he likes me, and, like, we do things, we go out, we get... But he's stuck know. on his old girlfriend. But he's stuck on his... All right, listen, Wendy, you do not have to make a choice between the, uh, you know, two idiots and the one guy with the girlfriend. You understand? I mean, they're more men out there it's not as if well these it's not like you know when you go to a wedding and they go what do you want the fish the chicken or the beef you know you're stuck right you want to eat you got to get one of those this is not that you're at a buffet you get whatever you want hmm. you may have to wait in line a little bit you may have to go without a little bit but you wait 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 in line you'll get what you want you don't have to take the choices just because they were offered they all sound screwed up don't take any of them. And don't be with someone for a while. This is one of these people that needs to be with somebody. Always trouble. I wonder what her relationship history's been. I mean, this uh, is it's with bad. three at once now. What do we have? Uh, has, has she ever been in just one relationship? No. no I can't no. even delve into it. Just listen. Wendy, don't get pregnant. Don't get married. Hakeem. Yes. You're 25. Yes. State your question, please. Um, well, I had a question. My girlfriend and I were having sex the other night. And um, she's into kind of S&M and bondage, and she put, like, a scrotum ring around, you know, my, my, scrotum? my scrotum. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh... And, um, and she pulled it. It had, like, the strap on it. She pulled it, and now it's sore. And, uh -huh. and it didn't really hurt at first, but then a couple of days later, which now is, like, really painful. Mm. And it's, like, even purple. Nothing hurts during sex. That's the first lesson you got to learn here. Uh, people are doing all sorts of nonsense where they're pulling, like, pearls out of your ass and putting stuff, you know, 
plungers and stuff in your butt and whipping people and rug burns and head slamming against the uh, bedboard and nothing. It doesn't register. Even, even people that have the lowest threshold in the world don't feel anything during sex. But then the next day, they come crawling into the emergency room. Yeah, I'll just kind of... well, well, let me ask you something about the uh, scrotal ring, Hakeem. Mm -hmm. um, trying to picture that. How, how big in circumference would you say the, the scrotum ring would be? No, it was more like a leather strap. It was. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, like, like almost like a. Uh, uh, I was trying to think of a uh, word, but like, she's um, you're as good as Drew is. And Drew will just sit here and watch me flail. I, we could go on 15 minutes with me trying to come up with a word. It's quite entertaining. Well, Drew just actually. sat there and went, like a lariat. I've taken lessons from Drew. Right? <clears throat> like a lariat. A lariat. Sure. There you go. God forbid you could have jumped in with that one. I don't know what it is with doctors, unless it uh, comes out of JAMA. They're not. They're not volunteering anything. So it's a. It's a leather like a leash almost. Yeah, kind of like that. With a sort of a choker on the end of it. No, not necessarily the choker. It was kind of um, Velcro, like mm. strapped around. Uh huh. And it had like a little a leash on it. Yeah. Uh huh. And she had pulled it, and the only reason I was concerned was because. Um, like, we tried to have sex later, and then when I ejaculated, it was kind of a, a funny color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like there was some um, some blood in there? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, hematospermia. I didn't know if it would go away or... If... So, how how hard was she tugging on the leash? Well, it was just one time. She kind of got carried away, I guess. Right. And Thought she was sorry. reeling in a marlin. Were you, were you lying down when she yanked on the leash, or was she leading you around a little bit? She wasn't leading me around. We were just... Well, she was kind of underneath me, and, and I was kind of kneeling above her, and she was kind of tugging it. Mm -hmm. oh, like pulling me towards her, so mm -hmm. to say. Do you have a mask on and stuff? <laughs> no, nothing like that. I'd be wearing a mask if someone did this, and just in case someone wandered by and recognized me with the scrotal ring. The average, the average urologist would need, just need a few Hakeems in his practice to keep him busy for... Yeah. Okay. All right, so what is so, this? Well, now, I was I sort of lost I was sort of uh, lost concentration there. What was turning purple here, the scrotum or the penis? The scrotum. Okay. Oh, the scrotum. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that's not quite as bad. Oh, it isn't? No. Well, I'd rather that turn purple because, well, you in cases like this, Unfortunately, over the radio, we have to say you need to have a physician look at it. Blood in the sperm, hematospermia, can be normal, but in the case, in this case, you've had trauma, so you really need to see a. I'm see guessing a it was connected to the yeah. uh, nard leash. Right, right. I really am. To the, I'm to going the, out on a limb and betting <laughs> that there's a direct correlation between the nard leash and the blood in the sperm. You wouldn't get good odds in Vegas on this bet, would you? No, I think I would. But. Seriously, Hakeem, first of all, you know, a lot of questions come to my mind about, you know, your girlfriend's background and her upbringing, the type of person we might bet ah, on. Ah, let her have a good time. Well, no. Well, when you get into S&M, when, when I'm working with patients, if, if you question that behavior too much, then they, they, you know, it's like you're being judgmental. And But individuals who tend to overemphasize the toys during sex and the pain aspect of it uh, frequently have a difficult time adjusting to a healthy sexual relationship. And Hakeem may be subject to this kind of uh, possible trauma for uh, a long time to Maybe come. Maybe Hakeem so is spearheading the whole thing. Oh, it could be. doesn't sound like it. Are you just going along for the ride, Hakeem? Yeah. I don't know if she was really trying to hurt me or not. But well, that's, I mean, that's the whole point, though, right? Yeah. It's sort of being on the edge with it, and that's yeah. when you can get into trouble. And so, 
Um, but anyway, you really need to be seen by a physician. First of all, when you have a purple color, it's usually uh, if you have an injury, there's some blood that's released in the tissue, and it will, as when you've had a black and blue mark, it sometimes gets purple a couple days later, a day or two later. Uh, but in that area, you can have uh, clotting that's, that's not normal, or you can have thrombosis thrombosis depends where the clot is occurring but i'd have a physician take a look at that yeah, but what if he gave it a few days and, and saw how it how it looked well because he's not going to want to go running to the doctor and then the doctor's going to go well you really got to bring the leash in we can't make a proper diagnosis unless we see the leash and he's got to run out to the car with his pants around his ankles no probably the doctor would take a urine specimen and do it examine his testicles All right, but let's think of a good way he his uh, scrotum could have suffered this uh, consequence uh, without having to admit the leash part. Could he say that he was tying his sweatpants and got it caught up in a scrotum and uh, yanked the, uh, you know, the uh, tie cord or something? You know what I mean? Do you think he could come up with something other than the leash? Nah. Are you with me, Hakeem? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to go in and just talk about the leash, right? I I I just want to make sure that there wouldn't be, like, any... The chance of there being like long-term effects, or well, he's telling you you better go. Away. He's telling yeah. you to go talk to somebody. But you know the number of these cases that come into doctors. Should he go to a veterinarian or a urologist? Well, it depends if there was an animal involved in the act. Which well, there I, is the there leash. Was. But in a case like this, doctors here I, we see these things all the time, and you try and make the patient as comfortable as possible. Well, mm-hmm. you know, people come in and you don't broadcast what they've come in for, but. Problems like this, whenever you have blood in the urine, blood in the sperm, you really need to go see the doctor and have it examined. In this case, having a leash-type apparatus tied around the scrotum could inflict trauma that wouldn't evidence itself for mm-hmm. a day or two. So well, just because he was fine right afterwards doesn't always mean there isn't a problem. It's probably his fault for um, crapping in the hall. <laughs> his mate wouldn't have yanked down on that leash so hard if he'd just waited till he got outside. All right. Good advice. All right. Sure, as good an audience as Drew. Maybe better. What is it with you doctors? Do they suck your sense of humor right out of you when it, it um, like when you're taking your uh, pre-med exams or something? At what point does the uh, sense of humor leave your body as a, as a physician? Because Drew suffers from the same thing you do. What is that? At what point? Be, I'm trying to be real nice, but, you know, maybe if you were funnier, I'd laugh. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, you're lucky, Brock Coffee. All right, we're going to go to break. Why don't you sell the next call, Dr. Bros? Uh, somebody's husband's antidepressants are affecting his mental health. No. No. No, no. pick a good one. Pick something titillating. You're, you're uh, almost as bad as true. Reducing sexual drive. Somebody wants their sexual drive reduced. All right. I like that. All right, I think I can do that. Oh, BlindsGalore.com wants you to know what custom means. It means the perfect shader blinds for you. It'll fit perfectly into your window. These aren't cut up with a saw by someone hoping to make them the right size. They are hand-built from scratch specifically for your windows. BlindsGalore.com is a pioneer of custom window treatments, and they've covered over 2 million windows. They know exactly how to get it right. Do not bother with the stress of going out to a store. With BlindsGalore.com, you can do it all yourself. And their expert customer service team is happy to walk you through the process designing your new custom blinds or shades 
They're there to help every step of the way. That's right. Blinds and Shades can make a room feel brand new. Been looking to update a room. This is how you can do it. They'll give you an amazing product, and you will save money. Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know I sent you. That is BlindsGalore.com. Hi, this is Barry White. You're listening to Love Line. Yes, you is. Dr. Bruce is filling in quite adequately tonight for Dr. Drew. He'll be in tomorrow night. God willing, his plane lands on time. He's in Hawaii. Gavin from Bush and uh, Bjork from um, Mars may be in on Thursday. Gavin would be uh, Wednesday. He's confirmed. And uh, phone number 1-800-LVE-191. And it's back. Uh, antidepressants. Now, what's the one you sold that last? Come on, oh, give it the program. Number four. Number four? Greg? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, you're 22. What's going on? You're on the love line. Hey, I just want to tell you, you're hilarious. My roommate and I, we listen to you all the time. We just crack up. Thank you. Enjoy your show. I appreciate that. And, uh, Dr. Bruce, we heard you on there before, too, and I, I really like some of your moral standards and stuff that we hear. So. Yeah, he's he does. glad to hear that. He's a real religious guy. Really? What religion? Christian. Good deal. Whereas Drew comes across like a guy with, um, you know, uh, family in mind. He really worships Satan every chance he gets. Bruce is a real, uh, he's a real Christian. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why I offend him sometimes. Anyway, I was calling because uh, I wanted to know if there's a way you could, like, temporarily reduce your sexual drive. Because, you know, you get in situations and I want to try and stay pretty morally clean and I want to... Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to rush things with girls, and I don't want to get myself in situations, especially, you know, you're together, and it's late at night, and everything's going well, or whatever. And, uh, you know, I right. think I'm you a normal th- 22-year-old. I have a lot of that drive, and I always wonder if there's a way you could, like, tone that down. Hmm. How could you... Well, are you a good-looking guy, Greg? I, I hope so. I think so. Yeah. So you have a lot of willing women around yeah. you? Yeah, that's not a problem. No, it isn't. Hey, I guess that is a problem. You have a decent job? Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. You drive a decent car? Yep. Okay. Got to quit your job, uh, take a bat to your car and a can of spray paint, and uh, freeze your genitalia in a block of ice. <laughs> Is that good? Uh, I had a horrible job, and I drove around a uh, pickup truck that actually had a... Um, my pickup truck was stained. Not painted, stained by some guy I worked with. He took, uh, like, dark walnut... Uh, stain and actually stained my car with a rag like you'd be doing a piece of furniture and then um, took a old aluminum level, tied it to a, a piece of rope about five feet long, set it on my back bumper so that I would drive around dragging this uh, level behind my truck. So if your truck, if you drive a pretty beat up truck, these are the things that I did. And it scared women off. Yeah, I never these got are, any women at that age. And this, because of the truck and the and I think that and the job. See, the problem is I still want to get the women. I just don't want to take it too far, too quick, too soon. Mm-hmm. How, okay, my, my number one prescription for the first safety mechanism for avoiding uh, uh, sexual excesses, avoid drugs. Constant and, avoid drugs and No, avoid drugs and alcohol uh, when with women. Well, at all times, actually, but... Yeah. yeah I, I'm sober from everything. But they are. But if they get loaded, they're going to come on to you. Well, I, I don't... I try not to date girls like that either, but uh, okay. I've heard rumors like... In the army and stuff, they put stuff in the potatoes. Are oh, you talking about uh-huh. like saltpeter? What yeah. about that saltpeter? 
What do you know about that? I know there's no scientific verification for that. There isn't? No. Well, you know, we had Tony Bennett in here like a year and a half ago, and he said when he was in the Army, they put saltpeter in the food. I don't think anybody wants to disagree with Tony Bennett on the And they said, uh, mm -hmm. uh, they said they do it in prison still. Uh, okay. Yeah? I wouldn't recommend it. You wouldn't? <laughs> it's not FDA approved at this point. All right, so a lot of masturbation. Uh, stay away from the booze and the substances. Right. As far as, okay, if you go to your physician and ask him this question, he, there's nothing you're going to walk out of the office with as far as a prescription. Because other than having a uh, castration order from a court, uh, in which case there are hormones that sometimes are given to people who have these problems, very rarely. In your situation, in... How about some of those uh, serotonin reuptake inhibitors? Okay, well, that's... That's interesting because something like Prozac, some of the serotonin, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, the yes. SSRIs, very good. At oh, yes. Learn well. That can be a side effect is decreased sexual drive. Uh, well, I get to be happy and my drive decreases. Huh? Right. A happy fool is what they call it. Right. But as far as I'm not familiar with any. Oh, please. Just don't it. hump anybody for a couple of months. Not going to work on this guy's hey, testicles you, any longer than we have to. You pick the call. What's right. my call? All right. Teresa? You're 23. Yep. What's doing? Well, I was just um, wondering. My husband is on Zoloft and Klonopin, and I was just wondering how that would affect um, him in the long run mentally and if it would affect our kids. Um, like I'm carrying a baby right now that the doctor says might be Down syndrome. Oh. And my second child uh, was born with a TAPVR heart defect. And I was just wondering if that had to do with anything. How, um, boy, what a okay. mine f that is. Uh, yeah. Right, but in in terms of your husband, your husband's taking the medications. Yeah, he yeah, is. There's no there's no effect on the sperm from the medications you've mentioned. What about Elavil? So, Elavil's another antidepressant, an older type, a tricyclic antidepressant. Zoloft's one of the newer generation antidepressants that does affect serotonin, uh, and. Clonopin is a benzodiazepine. It's something in the family of Valium. And it sounds like your husband had an probably has an anxiety problem or yeah. uh, anxiety and depression. And How old's your husband? He's 27. Why are you guys having more kids? Because they're, they're good for our, I don't know, they're fun. We mm. love them. Yeah. We, want, we wanted to get our family started and then... Lincoln Logs are fun. Hey, too. you know what? Huh. <laughs> I've never had a to play with Lincoln Logs. Well, see, you missed out on your own childhood. No, um, I, I wanted to have three kids and then, you know, yeah. How about, have you know, family. Uh, but what about one. mental stability in the parents uh, before you go ahead and, and start the troop, you know? Well, he seems to be fine as long as he's on his medication, I mean. Mm -hmm. it's, it's under control and he's on medication for that. So okay. How did you find there. out? How do they find out that the kid is possibly stricken with Down syndrome? Because I and went in, because my second child had the heart defect, I went in for a fetal heart echo mm -hmm. and there's a bright spot that showed up on the, the heart and they said that that shows up on 1% of the kids that have Down syndrome. Did you have an amniocentesis also? I'm going to be getting one within the next week, yeah. How uh, how far along are you? I'm five months. Oh, boy. Yeah, um, why? What's your husband do? What does he do? Yeah. He is a brick mason. Okay. That's not... Uh, is he in the union? Yes, sir. Okay, good. That's good, then. Good money there. Yeah, no kidding. It's, it's just important that he stays 
stays on the medication as prescribed. There's uh, not. Stop having kids. Uh, there, <laughs> it's not. Uh, this is a. This is a message. Yeah, stay on the medication. It's not the guy's sperm that's causing this. What's causing this? And by the way, they can't figure out definitively whether your fetus has Down syndrome or not. Well, definitively is not a good word in medicine. <laughs> well, accurately. I'd say. Uh, Generally, there she didn't have her amniocentesis yet, but looking at because this Down I'm syndrome, sure exactly. I mean that's that's as heavy as it gets, right? Right. Well, you know, it's not as heavy as it gets. No, a lot of people with Down syndrome lead relatively normal lives or do quite well. Really? Yeah, I think Engineer Mike may have that. Mike, uh, do you have Down syndrome at all? Okay. <laughs> you really? Because to me, when I it, there must be different um, grades of Down syndrome. Sure. There's like the corky from Life Goes On. That's Down Syndrome? Right. There's different... The guy makes ten times as much as we do. Now he's in syndication. He's, uh, he's, he's drooling all the way to the mailbox every day and just hammering a big fat check. He's doing very Oh, well. my God. That is so true. Jeez, now I pray my kid has Down Syndrome so he can have a productive career. Or, and if he doesn't, he has something to blame it on. I can't wait until you're married and your wife's pregnant. I want to be around to uh, watch I, that. I'll happen. tell you. I uh, if if I found out that um, what you know the the thing that my wife was carrying had a possibility of having Down syndrome that'd be it uh, immediate abortion well, please I mean could you imagine I mean if it had like you know serious Down syndrome well you well, know what, what a commitment well exactly and you know what it's a situation where you, you can't tell what you're going to do until you're in that situation because when my wife had an amniocentesis then you're really dealing with what if what if what if and did they find anything uh. No, everything went fine. No, no. They, but does the kid have your hair? The, the kid has my personality. Be, She's in. Oh, that that yep, abortion. <laughs> it, it may have Bruce's sense of humor. Everybody, my hair and my sense of humor. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what a volatile combo that is. You'd think someone with hair like that would have a sense of humor too, but no. It's Kramer here, you know. All right. Now it's beautiful. Listen, I've had hair twice as bad as that. Did you feather your hair in junior high? No, I didn't. How old are you? Um, 42. 42? Uh, you, you're probably a little ahead of the whole feathering thing. You didn't do that? I don't know. I went to school in New York City, you know, no. so I had a lot of friends with oh. froze back then. Oh, so they boy. tried to do that to oh, me. Oh, you're work. so lucky. It was dangerous. No, I, I would have died if that were the uh, hip fashion around here. All right, we're going to go to break. Uh, you want to sell? The, you want to try selling another one? Oh, this is right up your alley. Why would a person love someone who does bad things to them? Okay, that's good. Hello, is this Loveline? I have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline? I have a problem with your stool, too. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, I gotta go. Loveline, I'll be right back. All right, everybody, True Car, you know how much I love these guys and their app. I spend uh, a lot of time on it, and it's a way to see... Exactly what's going on in your area. Pick a car, learn about the cars, and see what people are paying for the very car, the exact car you want. You know, there was previous ways to buy cars. You went and hang out on a lot. Now technology evolves. Everything evolves. Buying cars evolves. It advances. It makes sense that there's a new and better way to buy a car. Well, that's now called True Car. The True Car app, it's special, unique. Their certified dealer network is unsurpassed. They partnered with over 10,000 True Car certified dealers that believe in a new way to buy a car. It's hassle-free. It's easy. 
It's fun. Use the True Car app. You can get guaranteed savings. True Car certified dealers will honor the savings that are guaranteed and locked in at True Car on your True Car app. It is that simple. True Car and True Car certified dealers. And using True Car certified dealers, you will save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. No headaches, no hassle. It's fun. And if you don't even want to buy a car, you just want to learn about it, check out the app. Two million cars sold through True Car Certified Dealer Network, and you will work directly with the certified dealer contact. It is easy. It's evolved. It's technology. It's made simple. It's about time. Hi, this is Harry Connick Jr., and welcome back to Love Line. Hey, yes it is. Isn't that a Who song? Can't explain. All right. <laughs> Dr. Bruce is filling in tonight for Dr. Drew. And um, they both had the... Uh, we had our, our, per, our personalities removed. Humorectopy. Humoroscopy. Humoroctopy. When did you have the humor removed? Was it always the that way? The bad humors were removed shortly before okay. the show tonight. All right. Well, what do you? What sitcoms do you like? Me? Yeah. Do you watch anything? Oh, uh, let's see. I like that ER sitcom. No, you just watch? Kidding. You no. just watch stuff on the? Um, no, actually, tr- Trinity Broadcasting. No, I that like kind s- of stuff. No. What no do I you like watch? Seinfeld. Oh, really? Seinfeld's uh, okay. Because I right. grew up in New York around the same right. time, so I can share you can in, relate. The, in the great humor there. Do you watch the Trinity Broadcasting Network? Um, I I watch a variety of, of things. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Trinity is that where they do the healings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's not real Christianity. That's sort of rip-offs type stuff. Oh, it is. Yeah, I'll tell you. You know what I watched uh, for about a half hour before I ordered the mop. I don't As a matter of fact, that. I think it was God's will that I ordered that mop last night. I watched the. I don't know what station these guys are on. Maybe they're on the Trinity Broadcasting Network, the uh, religious station. The um behemoths for jesus you know oh, the big guys. strong guys yeah the big power club uh-huh. all these guys and have you have you guys seen these guys they're like these 270 pound big white corn-fed guys and they wear these jumpsuits and they perform all these sort of strongman acts in front of a huge congregation and it's all about sort of power lifting for jesus you guys not seen these guys at all Yes, yes, you have. Yeah, you, any, have you any, seen these guys? Any they, male, has, any channel surfer. What what they do seen. is, you can't turn this thing off. It's like five guys. They're these huge, big guys. They're high five and everywhere, and they're getting all pumped up. That's like pro wrestling, almost. And they have these sweatsuits, and they pull the tops off. And they're all these huge, big, bulky white dudes, and they rip license plates in half, and they rip. Uh, decks of cards in half and they blow up uh, like hot water bottles and and blow them up and they like bend rebar and it's all yes thank you jesus and one one guy like uh will have a piece of you know number five rebar around his neck and uh, holding on to each end of it with a rag and start bending it and the congregation's going nuts and another guy's got the mic and he's talking about the power of jesus christ and you know what I'm talking oh, about, yeah. right, Bruce? I've seen these guys. I, I don't have any. No. I don't pass any judgment on them. I don't know much about them. No, but you can't turn this stuff off. You really can't. Hey, if a guy's blowing up a hot water bottle, 
you know those hot water bottles? And it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's like the size of, you know, two or three basketballs, but it hasn't burst yet? You're not changing until he blows that thing up, until the wind of Jesus blows through him and bursts that bottle. I'm not quite sure what the what the uh, correlation between, like, let's say, bench pressing and Jesus is, but these guys are like the power team. I think it's the power over sin to to win out over sin through Christ. But I'm not sure that... I, I think maybe to get kids' att- teenagers' attention or young kids watching it, maybe that's their, their goal. But I, Guy karate chopped uh, cinder blocks, cinder blocks. Uh, karate chopped ice, which to me has no real practical application. Karate chopping ice. Maybe like if you couldn't get the, the ice tray loose or something. There's no real practical application of karate chopping masonry stuff. But these guys were going nuts. You, you got to see these guys. We got to book them on the show. Except for they I'm scare sure me. They, yeah, you had trouble with jars of clay, I think. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, so okay. I don't think you're going to get that. All right, Tom. Hi. Right. Hi. Hey, I'd like to start a group called the uh, Nappers for Satan, where you switch to another channel and we just. Um, Pay homage to uh, the Dark One by napping. <laughs> All right, Tom, what's going Real on? No ratings grabber that. I have a couple of questions. Um, well, uh, the first one: Why or how does low self-esteem play into a relationship? Um, like more specifically, um, why would you stay with someone who's not good for you? How does low self-esteem play into that? Well, you don't think you can do any better. You think they're doing you a favor. It's the same It's the same way low self-esteem plays into everything. It's like when you have a job and you have low self-esteem, you stay at that crappy job longer than you should, you take more crap from your crappy boss than you should, and you get paid less than you should because um, you don't think that anyone else is going to hire you and you don't think you're worth, you know, an extra five bucks an hour or whatever it is. The same uh, with relationships. If you don't feel like you're worth anything... And by the way, people eventually start treating you how you feel about yourself. They'll catch on. Like, if you don't think you're worth jack, eventually they're going to start treating you that way. I just stayed with a girl for almost five years, and I was never happy with her. And why'd you do it? Because you have low self-esteem? I, I guess so, yeah. I, I, I really didn't know. You need to watch the uh, Power Club on the Trinity oh, Broadcasting no. Network. You see one of these guys, like, karate chop a log... And you'll you'll get that self-esteem right back into you. Okay. Uh, my next question was: um, Is there a specific or, or a general reason a person sabotages sabotages the relationship? Well, usually because they want the relationship to end, but they don't really have like the the guts to come out and say it. That's one one hypothesis, and the other one is that all they know is bad relationships and chaos and that kind of stuff. And if the relationship's not chaotic enough, they just make it chaotic or get out of it. That's what, that's what I do with my past relationship. We, you sabotage them? Yeah, I, I made it horrible. Yeah, I've done a little of that myself. And then you just get them to dump you. Pretty much. But going back, what was your family like that you grew up in? How did your parents relate to each other and relate to you? Uh, not, not too good. My dad drank a lot. My mom was real abusive. Okay, and, and you know, and just in a nutshell, I mean that it, things tend to reproduce themselves like that, and what you're comfortable with, even though that's it may have been very uncomfortable then, that's what you're used to, and that's what you tend to gravitate towards. And it sounds like he's out of the relationship now, and trying to learn some boundaries, learn some healthy boundaries, and sometimes you have to learn what a healthy relationship's like. Let me give you a good example of that. <clears throat> I've, uh, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. So I got nothing to do with the Christian Bible no, network. No, I got a nice uh, bed, you know, now. I got a queen-size bed. What did you have before? I'm just curious. 
I had a uh, popsicle stick uh, that was uh, wrapped with yarn that I used to sleep on. Okay. And uh, that's basically the bed that I grew up on. Uh, I don't know if they call them a single or like a prison cot is what I grew up on. And then I actually had bunk beds as an adult. One of the few adults I know who had a one-bedroom apartment with three guys, and we all slept on bunk beds, like the Three Stooges. Oh, boy. Sounds like a sitcom. And nothing impresses a woman more than a 23-year-old guy uh, bringing a uh, woman back to his bachelor pad and her seeing the bunk beds. But uh, the, the point is, is uh, now I got this queen-size bed. I sleep on the very edge with uh, my arm and one leg hanging over on the floor because I can't sleep in the middle of it. And the other side gets, is made up, is made all the time and never comes undone. No. What are you talking about? I never make my bed. Oh. The point is, is I'm, I was so used to sleeping on this thin mattress the whole time that now I got a big one, I can't sleep in the middle of it. I can't enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right. When's Drew coming back? Is it tomorrow? <laughs> Not tonight? No. Wes? Yeah. You're 27. Yeah, how you doing, Adam? Good. I listened to your show. I've listened to it for the last six months. I have been in jail, uh, and I listened to you guys in there. I think you do a good job. What did you get put in for? Well, uh, my uh, wife of seven years ended up uh, sleeping with my uh, best friend, and uh, I got off work at 1 o'clock in the morning. She, Ten days before this, she had... Uh, state that she wanted a separation and uh you know i said okay you need some time or whatever let's uh let's let's do it so i went straight to my mom's house i was coming back from work at one o'clock in the morning and seen his car parked out front mm. and uh, so i naturally stopped and i started going i went in the, the bedroom window was right there next mm. to the door oh boy i seen them uh making out and getting oh. down on it and oh I uh, I freaked. I uh, went the front. I didn't even try to open the front door. I just kicked the son of, son of a bitch down. Yeah. And uh, he came running out, and I I just beat the hell out of him. I ended up uh, putting his head through the sheetrock several times. And uh, well, as long as you miss a stud, you're all right. Well, yeah, I, I think I did, but that stud would have been better what, than what the outcome was. Uh, th- the kitchen's right off the bedroom. I threw him into there. Uh, my wife's jumping on me, trying to grip, rip me off him. I backhanded her. Uh, just an ugly deal. I ended up getting a Carol syrup bottle off the counter and cracked him over the head with that. Oh, that's a that's a. Uh, I think the only thing harder than the Carol syrup is Aunt Jemima. Yeah, it's bottle. What'd you do to him? It uh, fractured his skull open. He was in intensive care unit for a week. No, oh, Jesus. Was he naked during this whole time? Yeah. That's my worst nightmares, getting uh, the crap kicked out of me while being nude with, like, a semi-erection. Could you imagine? Yeah. I, would, I, I wouldn't know whether to, like, punch the guy or cover up. <laughs> you know, I'd be I'd like, grab, like, a towel or something and wrap it around me while the guy was beating the crap out of me. Well, yeah, you know, I, I wasn't thinking of it. Oh, my God. At all. Jesus, you're dangerous. So, Wes, what happened then? Well, wait a minute. we got to go to break. Oh. Wes, hang on. Okay. We'll get to the rest of this. Jesus, guy's volatile. But listen, you can't uh, you can't go doing this kind of stuff. No. Leaving a car parked out in the driveway. Oh, oh yeah. No, <laughs> I wasn't oh. talking about that. Well, I mean, you know. Okay, we'll be back. Hello, is this Lafayette? I have... 
have a problem with my stool. Hello, Loveline. I have a problem with his stool, too. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Uh-oh, I gotta go. Loveline, I'll be right back. week on the big podcast with Shaq. We're joined by our buddy Adam Carolla. Everybody always asks me, what's the difference between raising the boy and raising the girl? Raising the girl is like raising three kids and raising the boy is like raising one old cat. <laughs> Plus, you never know what will come up on the show. When do you start decorating for Christmas? I don't receive presents, nor do I decorate my house. I just wait till Christmas Eve. Then I call Rudolph and Ranter and Prancer and Vixen and Sticks and, <laughs> and Stone Age and then and Rudolph, of course. So I'm you're a, saying black people do not know the names of the other reindeer? They, they do I, know I don't. Rudolph. I'm just saying I don't. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcast1.com. is called Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Bruce filling in for Dr. Drew. Dr. Bruce is um, about the same as Dr. Drew. I mean, in terms of the credentials, right, Bruce? Mm-hmm. Similar. Emergency medicine. Addiction. Mm-hmm. Whereas Drew's more addiction with the practice. Your Internal um, medicine. Yeah, he has like a, just a regular practice and does the addiction stuff. You're actually on the front lines. Well, I trained in internal medicine. I just couldn't handle it, so I... You pull bullets out of people, right? No, the police get very angry when you do that, actually. Really? Yeah, we had an intern that pulled a bullet out of somebody, and the cops almost took him out and shot him. <laughs> what do they want you it's to do? It's evidence. You can't pull the bullets out. You leave them in there. Well, you pull it out, and you give it to oh, them, Oh, you right? mean if the patient lives? Oh, of course, yes. Then you pull the bullets out, right? If they're alive. I was talking about oh, the if they people. die, you uh, oh, leave you them in? Yeah, you got to leave them in. Really? Yeah. Do you have, and then they just put them down, like, in the basement, like, in the morgue, the, like, in the cooler? Right. Is it a cooler? Uh, it is. It's cooler than. What are those? What are those boxes chilled to? Uh, you know, I haven't. I haven't sat. You got one of those. Uh, you haven't like gotten high in one of those. I try to avoid them. I avoid the morgue. Actually, no. Do you ever go down there? No. You have to when you, you when you have to observe uh, if they do an autopsy or something like that. But I, I try and stay away from there at this point. How many career. of those uh, sliding file caskets do they have in 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 the morgue that you work at? Well, I don't I mean, work in the hospital. In the morgue. I know, but down in the basement. You know what? I can't recall to tell you the truth. I haven't been there in so long. Did they ever put the morgue like up top, like the penthouse morgue? <laughs> no, I, not that I'm aware of. It's actually. always down. Why is it always so dark? You know, in the I movies. I don't think we call it the morgue at the hospital. I think we call it pathology. That sounds better. But uh, do they have adequate lighting down there? Because every time I see a movie, there's no lights down but there. But it's the movies you're watching. It's those. Oh, really? I think you're watching like porno movies in the morgue and stuff like that. Right. It's not very real. It's not okay. like scientific. Okay. All right. What's the fattest person you've ever performed an autopsy on? I don't. Well, I don't perform autopsies. I know, but <laughs> that you've hung out and watched. Uh, 
eye camera. As far as patients go, mm. had the uh, for example, the CT scanner table takes up to 350 pounds, and we regularly have problems with not Bigger. being able to accommodate our patients with. with Do you ever look table. at their genitalia and then feel naughty that you looked? Uh, no, no. You mean you don't feel naughty? <laughs> okay. I'd like to take you to the to the ER for a no. That would be great. I am so squeamish that way. I can't stand to see anyone in pain. Contrary to popular belief, I can't stand to see somebody hurt or injured. It just it kills me. I don't like to see those, you know, those things where um, some guy jumps out of a building because it's on fire or something. I don't like that. As a matter of fact, you know those people that rent those uh, tapes, you know, Seven Faces of Death or what have you. Uh, here's a guy getting eaten by an alligator. Mm. I think there's something wrong with those I do people. Too. Yeah. Okay. So Wes is 27. By the way, don't ever f around with a guy named Wes. Wes will always whoop your ass. Hit you on the head with a syrup bottle. Wes uh, was in jail for assaulting his um, wife's like friend or his friend or his new uh, was like a new boyfriend and they were separated and he caught him and he saw red and he went ballistic. And uh, how long did you spend in jail, Wes? Uh, one year. One year. Yeah. What did they originally give you? How long? <coughs> uh, they give me. They served me uh, 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 two zero to five or two five to life sentences in the Utah State Prison. Did you have some priors? No. No? No. So, but they, so they suspended it, the, the five to life on the, on the condition that I do 36 months probation, including the year in jail. So mm-hmm. Got to keep straight from here, from here on out, or else I will do the... How long have you been out? I got out on the 17th. Oh, you just got out. And how, how, how many kids do you have? I got two kids. How old are they and what, what sex? I've got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, and... I just wanted to see if maybe you guys can give me some advice on how I could reconcile the the problems that I have here. You know, I I love my kids, and uh, I wish that these things would have never happened. But I just, you know, I blew up, and uh, you know, it was my best friend is what I thought, and uh, you know, I, I was just uncontrolled. How the guy is he all right now? Yeah, he's all right now, and and they're married. Oh, really? Yeah, they. She divorced me while I was in jail, and they married. Hmm. All right, so now, um, did you have an anger problem before this happened? Or, uh, not that I know of. I so mean, I, at, I, were you drinking at the time, or was there anything else that set? No. So it was just, you were at the wrong place at the wrong time, you got really yeah, out of control. Yeah, I had off work, and I was driving home, and I just, you know, we'd been separated for ten days, and, you know... Okay. Okay. Now, do you have do you have access to the kids now, or is there any kind of well, I, I do visitation? Uh, it's just uh, you know, it's not as much as as it used to be. Um, I've seen them once. They're out of jail, and I think she's skeptical of me tape, taking them in fear that I'm going to hurt them. Mm. How's uh, your ex buddy, who's now married to her, treating you? Oh, he, he's a puke. I mean, he. Uh, he stood up at my at my sentencing in court and uh, said that he wanted me put away for the longest time possible. That I've ruined his life. And, uh, he did almost kill him. Yeah, I know. Well, it's got a little something there. But he was on top of your wife, and it was your best friend. Yeah. And you See? were still married. Well, at the I don't time. have any best friends. Yeah. yeah. I'm like a I'm like a wolf. Okay. I travel alone. But just you've got to make the best of a, a real tough situation. You're out of jail. 
and you've got the kids to deal with and building a relationship back there. All right, here's the deal. Uh, the wife and the friend are write-offs, obviously. Thank God the guy didn't die and you right. you know weren't up for murder. Um, meanwhile, you have to have some sort of passable relationship with the guy and the wife because you got to see the kids. Your number one priority is the kids. You just got out of jail. You're still young. You can't expect everything to be up and flying immediately because... The guy you almost killed with the syrup bottle is married to your wife who's living with the kids. God knows what he's saying about the uh, syrup killer when he's not around. Boy, pancake day at that house must be just uh, hellish. The point is, is it's going to take a little while to get this back on track. Uh, your job, Wes, is don't violate your probation, don't F up, get yourself a job or keep the one you have. You know, meet a new woman, get yourself, you know, squared away, and, and prioritize with the kids. But uh, there's no magical answer no. that's going to get you going. Do you have a support? No, he doesn't. Do you have a support system going? Oh, for Christ's yeah. sake. Well, yeah, you know, I do. Not, no, another thing I was going to ask you, uh, <clears throat> what you thought about this. I, since I've been out of jail, I had to move in with my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I listen to your show, and I hear you uh, getting on people about, uh, you know, you're 27 years or 28 years old, and you're living with your parents. You know what's 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 up. With you? Who do you hear getting on people? Adam or Drew? Uh, Adam. Both of us, you a hole. Yeah, Adam. I think both of them. Nah. Oh, listen, Wes. Just, I, okay. I, I'll make an exception um, because uh, you just got out of jail, and, and I'm scared of you. Listen, you sound like a good guy. I, this is what I got to say. The the relationship with your kids obviously is something that really concerns you. You care about your kids, and what happened can be just a blip in the past, and you can have a great relationship with them, and without focusing on that, going on spending time with them, and letting them know when they start asking, you know, that it was a mistake you made, and that's what happens when you lose your temper, uh, and spending meaningful time with them, and living with your folks until you get your feet on the ground, I think it's a great idea. Fine. And secondly, I think this is where a, a strong support system, having friends, getting involved in a church group, and I will recommend a church group, because I think that's a great place for a guy like Wes to... To start making friends Maybe and building relationships. Jewish. Hey, that's the synagogue, man. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> no Jewish guy ever beat a, but this, his friend with a syrup bottle. No, but listen, I mean, these things these things happen, and he sounds like a decent guy. All right. John, you're 21. Uh, yeah, Wednesday night, I drove up to a friend's house, uh, somewhat distant away, uh, going to other people, and we went there with the mind to drink. And Ooh, you and your friends went somewhere far away to drink. We went over to we went to a friend's house. He lives about 300 miles up the coast, and we we went there and, intending to drink. And so we drank. We finished off three bottles of Boons, about probably a 24 ounce pitcher of screwdriver. Uh, Boons Farm, uh, booze. You mean like wine, like wild apple or something? Have you ever heard of Boons? Well. I know Boone's Farm, like, they made, like, uh, strawberry wine and stuff. Well, I don't know if it's a wine, but they got, like, a lot of different flavors. Yeah. Right. It's, 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 it's for people who don't like to drink so they can get loaded. Ah. Like, it's for people who don't like wine. They'd rather drink, like, um, a Slurpee that got them loaded. Fortified wine. Fortified. Uh-huh. Fortified with alcohol. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. after, uh... Boone's Farms, right? What? No, no. Boone's Farms? No? I, I don't. I remember the exact the exact name. Oh, you need to complete your degree in this, Adam. So. I used to drink that. Isn't that what that is? <clears throat> All right. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, after those and a bottle of beer schnapps, actually, and a screw, uh, about a twenty-four ounce pitcher of uh, a vodka screwdriver, 
Uh, we managed to tap about halfway through a bottle of blackberry brandy, about halfway through a 750 of Jack Daniels, over a period of about three hours. Mm-hmm. I had about 20 to 25 shots. Uh, mm-hmm. The only reason I ended up going to sleep about 45 minutes after I did is because I had been up since 6.30 the morning before. Uh-huh. Uh, that was about 4.45 in the morning. Yeah. And I, the next day I woke up feeling kind of sick to my stomach, no headache, uh, but my back started to hurt a little bit, and I'm wondering what are the possible long-term consequences of that. Now you're fine. Quit getting loaded, please. Well, it, I don't need Well, that. no, the guy's, the guy's lucky. I'll tell you. I, I, like, you drank too much. You could have, like, poisoned yourself and choking your own vomit. Now, listen, he was just calling to tell us how much he drank. Yeah, basically. Was like, very... People tie him on all, all the time. But also, actually, alcohol is quite an impressive poison, and the number of people I've seen come in the emergency room that end up on a ventilator, the younger the individual is, the higher the risk that they'll stop breathing, that they'll aspirate, choke really? their own vomit. Yeah, alcohol is a very nice anesthetic. And as you drink yeah. more, it becomes just like using an anesthetic that doctors use to put people to sleep. And so the dangers here are uh, a couple of days later, He's past the point of uh, falling asleep and not waking up. But for the amount of alcohol, the diagnosis of alcohol poisoning is very, you know, it's a very serious problem that people run into. And you hear these stories of um, parties where there's a competition to see who could drink greatest number of shots right. or the sure, and uh, that you can't end up. You ever vomit because you drank too much, Doctor Bros? Me. Yeah. Oh, I never discussed my past. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I bet you've heaved a few times. No, see, now, if you start to start, you oh, I've never done that, then it's like, well, this guy could never identify with me. Or else if you start talking about things like that. Then. So that's, I would that's say it. I've uh, vomited uh, through alcohol intake upwards of uh, 20 times. 20 times? Let's say 20. There could be permanent brain damage after about five, so? after oh, five right. times. That's my, been I'll my tell you, uh, my, my eyelids have uh, not been the same. I'd walk around with bloodshot eyelids after a good night of uh, throwing up. But I, I was kind of a pussy. I, you know, if I was, if I drank too much and I wanted to go to bed and I knew I was going to get up in two hours and heave or something, I would just heave before I went to bed and kind of, you know, take care of that. You had it under control. It was, yeah, yeah. I had my drinking under control. <laughs> Ray. Yeah. You're 23. Yes, sir. How you doing, Adam? Good. Listen to your show all the time. Thank you. Um, I just needed some advice. I'm 23. I'm a single father. Um, I've got twin boys. They're two. And I'm having a hard time dealing with their mom. She's um, she's still hell-bent on being a teenager, and mm-hmm. she doesn't really want to deal with the kids very much. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't show up to visit them when she says she will. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime I talk to her on the phone, we're arguing constantly. How old is Mama? Um, she's 21. Mm-hmm. Did you guys get married or something? Yeah, we were together for four and a half years. Married? Yeah. Okay. Uh, four and a half years. Yeah. So, so, what do you mean? You met her when she was like 16? Uh, no. Well, huh? close. 17, yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, I'll go with 16. <laughs> <laughs> Smart ass. I like when people like to try to fudge the numbers, but you just can't. We were together for four and a half years. She's 21. Uh, it's we've been it, broken yeah, apart. We've been broken up for four years. Uh all right, anyway, so she's not a good mom. Well, that's... that's the the, the kids live with you, right? What's that? The kids live with you? Yes, sir. The how, twins? How old yeah. are they now? They're two and a half. Okay. 
Please pay attention to the show, Bruce. <laughs> did uh, did you win custody of these kids, or did she just not want to bother with them? Um, actually, what happened was she asked me to move out, and I did. And um, she ended up losing the apartment, um, almost got herself in a lot of trouble with drugs and whatnot. And I told her that I wanted to take the kids, and she let me. She didn't have a place to go or anything, so right. I just kind of ended up with them. Okay. And it's kind of a mutual agreement that they stay with me. Well, you can talk to her about you know responsibility till everyone's blue in the face but yeah, until she gets off drugs and sobers up and all that stuff it's worthless right bruce is she still using um i, I don't know it, she's off and on again and i i used to use you know way back in the day myself and i know how that stuff goes and you have to turn your back on it and never look back and she has her days you know one day she's kind of amped out and then she doesn't talk you know touch it for maybe six months even and then she ends up going back Okay, so she's not, there's no stable situation with her. Now, who's taking care of the kids when you're at work, when you're not there? Do they have a... Yeah, yeah, we got a babysitter. Okay, any other support for you with the kids? Um, not really. She's, she does her best to, you know, well, I guess maybe not her best, but she, she gives me some money here and there. But um, I depend on my sister a lot. My sister really helps me out a lot. Well, listen, it, it, it sounds to me, um, Ray's a pretty stand-up guy, by the way. I appreciate that. We need more responsible dads in this country. Um, you know, he's raising the kid. He's doing the best he can. You're not going to be able to talk somebody into being a parent. I think all you can do is see if you can, uh, you know, for the kid's sake, if they can sober up or get in a program or get in a 12-step thing or something like that. But, I mean, it, it, while, you know, she's experimenting with drugs, he's not going to really be able to reason with her, is he? No. And the problem is, it sounds like they're still with her some of the time, or until she gets sober and starts working a program or gets counseling help, it sounds like a very unstable situation. Well, we know that. But there's nothing he can do other than, uh, obviously, don't give her the kids if she's you know, smells of alcohol or she's uh, beaked out or something like that. Chris? Uh-huh. You're 17? Yeah. Um, I went on a college visit, and I met a girl who lives uh, kind of near me, but she doesn't go to my school or anything. And the um, thing is, we uh, sort of hooked up, and we uh, kind of go out, but she's not technically my girlfriend. The thing is... Um, it's kind of the relationship we have, Bruce. We mm, see each well, other once or twice a week, but we're not really... Yeah, there's no I commitment. Hear. That's, that's you and Drew, I once, thought. Oh, yeah, that's us. Here maybe once a week, mm -hmm. maybe once every two weeks. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have that much free time. And when we see each other, we're, like, all over each other crazy. And uh, But the thing is, um, she's got this other guy she sees. Uh -huh. And I don't want to, you know, I should be like, well, whatever, screw that. I don't want to have to deal with this. But right. I like her too much. Well, you're desperate. Uh, you, well, yeah, you could say that. It's not that you like her too much. It's that uh, you don't like yourself that much. Really? That's a better way to look at it. Yeah. Here, here's, Chris, here's your only shot. Believe me, this is experience talking. Okay. I've been down this road. Um, you'd like to have her committed to you and only you. Mm -hmm. uh, you'd also like to salvage some dignity. There's only one recourse. You must tell her... That you're not the kind of person. Um, here's what you tell her. I'm not passing judgment on you. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you the way I operate. I don't date people that are, you know, getting it on with other people at the same time. 
It's just not the way I work. I'm not passing judgment. If that's what you want to do, uh, so be it. But I'm not going to be one of them. Now, uh, I like you. I'd like to, uh, you know, have a more consistent relationship. But unless you're prepared to make at least that much of a commitment to me, then forget about it. And you move on. Now, now you got your dignity. Now, maybe she decides, yeah, this guy's right. I like, uh, this, is, this is a very confident stance the man has taken. I'm suddenly more attracted to him. And she commits to you. Or she doesn't. So, you either have your dignity and her, or you have your dignity and your hand. But either way, you have your dignity. You're never going to win her away as long as you're hanging out making a fool of yourself. Because she'll just put you into the sap department and keep working it. Okay. I Am get, I right? I, no, I want to get Chris's feedback on your answer. Oh, boy. I'm mixed up. What are you mixed up I'm about? Confused. Never mind. But, Chris? Chris. Huh? Chris. So, did you, you understand you hear Adam's, that? Did you hear Adam's response? To yeah, it? I heard it. Does Gee. that answer your question? Uh, a little bit. Okay. So, oh, no, uh, doesn't it? Be more specific. So, okay, I, you're, you're, uh, the girl that you're intermittently uh, infatuated with is how old? Uh, she's 17 as well. Okay. And here's the thing. Her other guy is 22. Yeah. All right. So she's you're also risking, you're risking your life in this situation, too. So, I wait. What? I'm done with him. Qu- what do you need to know? I, gave, I told him everything he needs to know. What more could you possibly add to that? What do you want to add to that, Bruce? Uh, I was going to ask him what he expected that our advice would be. Because usually the the intuition is there. And what the little voice is telling you is the way you should go. Sorry. You're just going to oh, drive this you. show into the ground. <laughs> Chris? Hello. What else did you expect us to tell us? I don't know. I just wanted to get some feedback from professionals or whatever. Okay. And and what would you suspect we're going to tell you? I mean, you got you, you got to break it off with it. You know, isn't it a law? You, if you're going out with somebody that's going out with somebody else, you're just going to... It's not going to go anywhere. Right. It's going to get you in trouble. That's and enough. if there's a 22-year-old boyfriend, you're going to get you're going to end up the way uh, Wes uh, dealt with his uh, wife's and here's what I'd like marital to, partner. Here's what I'd like to, uh, with the syrup bottle upside the head, right. here's what I would like to impart on my young listeners F- through experience. Hmm. What you see before you now is a man chalked full of dignity. I really do. I do a lot of undignified things, but I have a, a lot of dignity. The way I conduct myself. You know, I wouldn't be in a relationship where someone was uh, seeing somebody else and that kind of stuff. But this is all the kind of stuff uh, I would have done back in the day when I was 17, 18. If you'd had the chance. Yeah, I didn't really have the chance. But the point, hold on. I was going to tell Mike to shut your mic off, but he's busy playing. He's playing like a Miss Pac-Man over there. The point is, is go ahead and start the dignity stuff early. You should do it early on in life. You know, this sort of thing where, well, you go ahead and F up between the ages of 16 and 30, and then you sort of get your head screwed on straight and start um, conducting yourself in relationships according to plan or what have you. Why not just go ahead and do it early? Why not at age 17 uh, look the girl in the eye and say, I'm not the kind of guy who gets into relationships when people are already involved. End of discussion. Boom. All right. You don't get any trim that weekend. It hurts a little bit. But the bottom line is, is you are on the road to dignity. Where's that road lead, Bruce? No, Dignityville. Dig, Digvillia. All right. I, I, I know your mic was shut. All right, I'm going to sell the next call. 
Marianne, boyfriend's dad, caught them messing around, threatening to tell her mom. What should she do? I'm starting to itch. Loveline will be right back. Dr. Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises. So, you want to hear what Heather Dubrow and some of the Real Housewives of the OC say when they're not on camera? We are going to find out once and for all, does Brooks have cancer? And I think you all want to know if the reports are true that all the girls on the show are banding together and refusing to film with Vicky to push her off the show. Heather Dubrow's World, where you can hear all the things you'll never see on TV. I think the audience has a bullshit meter, and when it starts going up, they don't want to watch. Right. Download Heather Dubrow's World now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Hey, ho there, kids. Loveline. Why well, I'm Adam Carolla, and that is Dr. Bruce. My mic this back guy's on. This an here. asshole. No. Oh. Yes, your mic is back on. He's filling in for Dr. Drew, who's in Hawaii, and I will kill him if he does not bring me home something with the name Mahalo written on it. He will be around tomorrow, theoretically. Gavin from Bush will be in here on Wednesday. That's pretty good booking. And then um, possibly Bjork on Thursday, although she has to uh, check her biorhythm. <sighs> My mom was into that nonsense, that uh, biorhythm stuff. She Temporarily, had to, like, I hope. Uh, yeah, about the time everyone else was into it in, like, 75. But uh, she'd, like, check her biorhythm chart, and I'd be like, Hey, uh, Mom, uh, what's for dinner? Um... I'm having an extra critical day. Yeah, okay. Now my biorhythm's all effed up because your biorhythm's effed up. I could have been having a good biorhythm day, but because your biorhythm's effed up, now I don't get to eat because uh, you're having a critical day. All this nonsense. I wish I was born um, in, in the, either the 50s or the 90s. Why is that? I, I had to go through all this horrible uh, 70s crap. A bunch of guys, a bunch of bad cars and... Guys uh, wearing like purses and um, you know all that disco, all that disco. But you've got a chance. Disco's back. All that hippie crap and the biorhythms. You'd look good. I still can't figure out what the biorhythm is. Here's what the biorhythm thing is. It was real hot in the '70s. You, I don't know. You get some kind of wheel. Look to me like uh, what birth control comes in. It's like a little round thing, and you put in your your the time you're born and and the date and stuff like that and then you figure out what days are good for you but as it turns out like for my mom like every third day was extra critical day she couldn't leave the house and then some days are real good days i don't know what that means it's not ama approved you know i bet you sherry's into that sherry you know about the biorhythm stuff you're in, you're still into it right give give sherry the mic i, I gotta figure this out what do you know about that biorhythm, Sherry? I don't know, Jack. You know uh, something about it. I don't know anything about it. But how does it work? You put you put your your the date of your birth or you the time. Your, you put your left foot out. You put your left foot in, and then you shake it all about. Well, you, you, I, don't, I really don't know anything. I I know I look like an ooey ooey person, but I'm not. You're not into that. No. No. Sorry. Okay. 
All right. Sorry to disappoint you, Adam. All right. I just figured that was your scene. I never figured it out either, other than um, the people who were uh, got too deep into that stuff just turned out to be every day was a critical day, and it just turned out to be losers. Didn't work. All right. Uh, Marianne. Oh, hello. Hey, we, what Hi. about astrology, Dr. Bruce? Oh. You consider that blasphemy? Oh, yes. I don't, I don't like that right. stuff. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. But the guy who went and talked to the burning bush, now that's just good science, isn't it? Ah, excellent. <laughs> that was a spiritual man. Yeah, oh, that makes perfect sense. All right, uh, Marianne? Uh, yeah, um, before I get to my um, problem, like, I was curious, since I can't see you guys, I was curious, what do you guys, what do you look like? I mean... <laughs> All right. I'll describe Dr. Bruce. She doesn't care what I look like. I'm just a fill-in guy. Tell her what Drew looks like. Oh, you want to know what Drew looks like? Sure. Well, I want to know what both of you guys look like. Mm, uh, okay, you want me, Bruce, and Drew? No, no, not Bruce. I'm sorry. I just... Okay. I'm not trying to be rude. Bruce looks like he sounds. Uh, he's got a big red mop on top of his head. He's wearing some horn rim glasses. He's got kind got of a doctor's a, outfit on. Yeah, he's got kind of that doctor's. My wife dressed me tonight. But yeah, let's talk about you. You look good. Let's talk about you. Hey, let's talk about me. Why don't you go ahead and describe well, me? Other than she could just turn on MTV and... Well, she may not have cable. I uh, have cable. Anne, oh. Anne can help me describe Adam, but, you know, his black, Bobby bushy Brady. eyebrows. Yeah. Take off your hat. Oh, Greg. <laughs> Greg Brady. Greg Brady? No, no. Well, the hair's a little bit uh, hard. How would you describe his hair? It's uh, mop's not a good Pete word. Pete Sampras. Yes. Meets yes. Greg Brady. <laughs> yes. He's got a he's got a high forehead, which uh, from a medical standpoint, we want to do. He does have a big forehead. Never knows. Genetic before. genetic testing is what I think of when I look at his right. forehead. Right. You you see the protruding brow and the large forehead, and you think you found the missing link. Yeah. He looks like one of those comedians, the guys that you don't expect to say anything intelligent, and then they do, and it's funny. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Well, my sister's like good. obsessed. She's always saying, "Oh, he said this today. Oh, he's so funny." And yeah. <laughs> well, well, listen, I'm not one of these fat radio idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about Although I'm I'm I'm, I'm steadily uh, gaining weight. What about um Drew? Drew it looks like sort of a Ken doll. Let me explain Drew's looks. Drew is a very good-looking man by virtue of the fact that there's nothing wrong with him. See, he's good-looking because there's nothing wrong with him. Now, people don't uh, take that the right way, but there's some people that are good-looking because there's nothing wrong with them. They're not fat. They don't have bad skin. They have nice teeth. They don't have a big nose. They don't have uh, funky hair. They don't have a double chin. There's, there's nothing wrong with Drew, and therefore... He has to be good-looking. But he doesn't really have uh, these, uh, you know, like a distinctive f uh, quality to him, look-wise. He's just good-looking. Like, if you were drawing a guy and you wanted to draw a nice-looking guy, you'd draw Drew. Uh, right? Okay. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, wouldn't okay. you girls... Uh, wouldn't you, Anne, uh, Lisa, Sherry, wouldn't you agree that Drew's good-looking because everything is right on him? I mean, there's nothing wrong with him? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a good-looking guy. Right. Yeah. But he doesn't have, like, he's some... distinguished. Yeah, but he doesn't have a characteristic or something like some guys do, you know? Some guys have, like, the uh, piercing blue eyes, or they got, like, the big cleft in their yeah. chin. So he's saying or they got some kind of big generic. smile. He's like a generic. He's like a doll. 
Okay. Right. There's nothing wrong with He's it. He's an older Ken doll. Right. There, there's guys. Uh, there's guys like Al Pacino, for instance. Chicks love Al Pacino. He's little. He's got those big things under his eyes. He's got the big schnoz. But he's real good looking. But it's, he's got all these characteristics that make him good looking. Not to me. Drew, all right, you quiet down. I'm sorry. Drew has nothing wrong with him. That's why he's good looking. Okay. I don't really have that. I got, I got some stuff wrong with me. Uh. Okay. Well. <laughs> okay, um, start with my voice. Huh? Yeah. Uh, well, my problem is that... um. I was at one Hold on, can I put my hat back on now? This is humiliating. I was at one house, and um, his dad wasn't home, and we were making out in his dad's room, and, uh, like, his dad came home, and we didn't hear him, and he, like, caught us, and now he says that, that I have to do whatever he says, or he's going to tell my mom. But, uh, you know, I did outscore Drew on the personal evaluation yeah, chart, which uh, Sherry almost like broke down and cried when she <laughs> when she found that out. She almost threw a, a chair through the glass here. She was so upset. Wh- who did that evaluation? Uh, me. Oh, me and Drew. That, that explains. We worked it out. I came out ahead. Hey, the numbers don't lie, ladies. And Sherry was still very upset about that, which was very concerning to me. But um, okay, we have our personal preferences. Okay, so Marion, he's he's threatening to tell who? Tell my mom. Ah. If you don't what? Huh? Stay away? He wants you to stay away, or he wants you to behave yourself, or what? He, he wants me to do whatever he says. Well, that could be a lot of things. But, yeah, but um, he's, like, really weird. Like, he hasn't told me what he wants me to do this yet. This is but... your boyfriend's dad? Yeah. This sounds bizarre, doesn't it? Okay, what were you doing with your boyfriend? Did you have your clothes off? Were you having sex, or what, what was going on? Uh, you know, like, kissing and... Uh, a little bit of touching and stuff, you know. Okay, <laughs> things things your mom would under things your mom would understand. Things you could talk to your mom about. Uh, no. Oh, Listen, no. Uh, let, let me tell you something. There's no way this idiot is going to go tell her mom, or any well. Is yeah. it her mom? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's your cue, by the way, to say yes instead of just looking with like a blank expression. I was worried about my hair during the time. She I was, was wondering asking you the weren't question. listening there. Yeah. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ! I. I swear to God, I'm ready for you to like pull a like a Mission Impossible mask off and find Drew uh, <laughs> lurking under underneath that that smile. All right, there's no way this idiot is going to go to your mom and tell her this. No, he will. He won't. And if he does, and your mom has a lick of sanity in her, she'll tell him to get the hell out of the house. No, I mean, but she's always saying like she's always watching me all the time. And You're not. You didn't do anything wrong. Call this guy's bluff. <laughs> but if he tells her. I mean... All right. Well, then... Uh, I don't know. I would dump... all this bad stuff that, that she would do to some guy if she ever caught me doing anything. Uh, like, I, I would dump this guy just based on this guy's dad, tell you the truth. Now, now where's your dad? My uh, he, dad? He ain't around. Yeah, he is. Well, see, my, my biological dad, he left a long time ago, but right. I have a stepdad, and he's sort of around. He mm. goes to work a lot really late at night, so... Oh boy, I can relate to that. <laughs> All right, yeah, but your your kids are glad. <laughs> can't they can't wait? Ooh. Shouldn't you be leaving? Uh, it's only two in the afternoon. <laughs> well, there may be traffic. Oh, that's painful. All right, okay. Listen, we can't answer this question. I mean, wh- what are you gonna do? Well, it sounds like this guy's a little bit weird. I mean, there, are, there are ways other parents don't try be and alone keep the kids with this guy. A number one. 
B yeah. number two, uh, see if you can uh, have your boyfriend try to talk some sense into his dad and tell me he's humiliating the hell out of him. Yeah, please. Well, you know, yeah, just from, my, right. from a standpoint working with teenagers, at 14 you don't want to be having sex, and the, the best way not to have sex is to have adults around that care about you and that are keeping an eye on you. Nobody likes that when they're 14, right. but it's a good thing. Listen, I, I'm more I worried the that they're around the blessing. house. You do. Well, that's, that's bad. No, the dad. I don't mind this. I don't mind the mom who's overprotective and the dad who's trying to blackmail her. Yeah, it, it just depends means, what he's saying. I'm just She won't get pregnant into... for another two years, that's yeah. all. That's great stuff. And hey, right. listen, do you ever listen to what I'm saying? I, I try to. We're on the same side, you goofball. I have taken my in today. No kidding. Not enough coffee. Well, take some coffee. We're on the same side on this one. I, I know. We've been I on the same that. side on many of these issues. You sound so serious. Well, I am. Tired of your combative nature. <laughs> you know, your a little knowledge is dangerous. That's what I would apply to you. Mm-hmm. A little knowledge is dangerous. Right. I think a little Drew's rubbed off. I think you need to... your serotonin reuptake Ooh, inhibitor now. Good. Yeah. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music. Line. Adam Carolla, Dr. Bruce. All right, let's forget about the phone number in the back. Are you ready to go? Ready for genital warts. Is that what this call is? Yep. Hey, Jed. Hey. Hey, you're 20. That's right. Um, listen, I'd just like to say I've been listening for a long time to you guys, or you, Adam, and I think you guys have a great show. I've called in once before. And uh, I think it's a great show you guys are running here. Well, thank you, Jed. Yeah, no problem. And you'd really appreciate it if you saw how much effort we put into it. Would I? Yeah. All right. Because it then becomes really impressive when you realize that everyone shows up about 10 to 10 and talks about other stuff <laughs> and uh, has absolutely um, no involvement in the show whatsoever, except for <laughs> producer Ann. Who, is she listening? Oh, she looked this way. <laughs> She, she books guests, you know, oh, yeah. during the day. Yeah, well, I, I think you guys do a great job and everything, but um, I just want to say, who the hell is this dude on the show with you, man? That's Dr. Where Bruce. the hell is Drew? Hey, hey, watch, hey, it. watch it. You want some help with your warts, you better back off. <laughs> <laughs> Where did he hang up? Where did he hang up? Oh, he did. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Driving the listeners away, one caller at a time. Well, Thank let me you try very another much one for that. Here. Shut my mic off. What can I say? Um, Belinda. Yes. <laughs> You're 31. Um, I don't know. I I have a question. Uh, okay. I just said you were 31. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I'm gonna hang up on you. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, unless they protest when I say I'm going to hang up on them, then I usually just hang up. Huh. Peter. Hey, how's Wait, it going, guys? Hold on, Good. Hold on, Peter. Let's see. Belinda? Uh-huh. Hey, what are you doing over there? I'm outside. All right, what are you doing, smoking? Uh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm sitting outside. 
Smoking. Uh-huh. All right. Cigarette. Okay. Why? I'm nervous. Why are you smoking outside? Uh, because everybody's inside. Mm-hmm. You live at home? Um, we're staying with some friends. Uh-huh. They don't want you smoking in there? Yeah, they don't allow no smoking. Okay. So how cold is it outside? Uh, it's pretty cold. It's chilly. Where are you calling from? Bakersfield. Oh, yeah. What state's that in? California. <laughs> oh, boy. But it's still colder there, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Any more, any more demographic questions? No, I mean, you know, I like the picture where okay. people are. So she's sitting outside the porch uh, looking at the Doughboy pool. Because everybody else inside's listening to the radio. Oh, okay. Good. Well, now that I'm done boring uh, all the folks inside, what's your question? Um, my husband and I, we've been married for seven years, off and on. But it's, it's about sex. Mm-hmm. And he still, he gets mad over the fact that I still won't give it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it. I mean... It's not that I can give it to him once or twice a day, but it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. And if I if I don't want to give it to him, then I'm a, you know, sorry, no good, you know, whatever. Yeah, that sounds so healthy. I'm just, I'm just concerned. I'm curious, why is he like that? Uh, or y- why, I mean... You are having sex with him once or twice a day. Uh-huh. So... I'm giving it when he wants it, but uh, it's not good enough. So you'd be fair to say that you're having sex with him ten times a week? Yeah. Okay. If you want to look at it that way. Well, I'll go ahead and just do the math, and we'll say ten times a week. Okay. And he wants more than that? Yeah. Although you give him sex every time he requests sex? Yes. Should um... Because he gets mad if I don't, you know? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And what's he do if he don't? Um, he pouts like a little boy. Oh. Or he'll curse, you know, he'll say, I'm sorry, no good, you know what. <laughs> uh-huh. And what's he do for a living? Does he work he around works, metal? He, well, he works in the oil field. He works on rigs. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty close uh, proximity to metal. My theory is a closer man uh, works to metal, and actually the closest a man can work with metal is like welding. Mm-hmm. The closer he is in proximity to metal, the bigger the a-hole he is. I don't know where I got that. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Okay. So he works in an uh, oil field, or as you would say, an oil field, and uh, he's a little bit abusive. Does he drink? Every now and then. Mm-hmm. And why have you been married on and off for seven years? Yeah, we've been separated on and off. And what, what were the issues? Pardon? What were the issues around which you separated? Um, over-possessiveness. Pa- what? Over-possessiveness. That's him oh, now. Um, somebody came out the side and started griping. Oh, you mean a neighbor? Somebody we're staying with. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not your over-possessive husband, is no, it? No, he's, he's kicking back listening, I guess. Is, I don't know. Does he want sex right now? Well, let me talk to him. Go and put go that, to bed. <laughs> well, listen, put the cigarette out. Okay. Go inside the um, uh, mobile home, and let me talk to him. Okay, just a second. Is it a mobile home? I think it's a mobile home. And he works with metal, you're getting... Uh-oh. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk. Okay. They're all laughing. They think it's funny. But it, you it, know what? Is it a mobile home you're living in? In a double wide, yeah, in a trailer park. Yes. I need to ask you something else, too. While yes. I'm He's real over-possessive um, as far as not wanting me to have friends or, mm-hmm. or always accusing me of going out and being with somebody yeah. else. He's a controlling guy. Yeah. And here's the thing about controlling guys. They control you... To the um, 10th degree, 
for as long as they can control you, but then they lose all control when you divorce them and move on or take up with one of their friends. Eventually, the over-controlling guys get what they fear the most, which is total loss of control, when the woman they've tried to control for too long files for divorce. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm saying? You have to explain that to him. But his problems, it's not just about sex. It's not just about control. He has some issues. Uh-huh. He's got to work through those issues. They just manifest themselves in sex and control. He needs uh, to find a hobby. <laughs> well. I think. Yeah, his hobby should be going to the shrink. You think so? Yeah, the what? guy's got some serious issues going on. When you separated the other times, you didn't go to a therapist? Uh, no, we never did. We just, I kept going back to him. Okay, yeah. Cause, you know, when things got rough. Oh, certainly, the, the Adam's right. If you had more sex or less sex, it's not going to impact the situation at all. You really need to deal with his issues of control, and uh, until you go to a professional and get that help, nothing's going to change in the relationship. Uh-huh. And if he has, if if you guys don't work out, and he goes on to the next relationship, you're both going to. How many kids do you have? We don't have any together. But oh. I have I oh. have two from uh, previous two mm. boys. Uh, from when you were, like, in your early 20s or something? Yeah. Okay. How does he treat those kids? Um, he treats them good I, as far as he don't do a lot of things with them, you know, like a father should. Yeah. But he's not beating them or anything? No, he don't beat them or nothing. Well, that's nice. I consider that a plus in this day and age. Uh-huh. He's scoring big points in my book, uh, the non-beating points. All right. Uh, here's what you can do. Uh, don't have sex with him just because he desires sex. Uh, and uh, get in a little couples therapy. You really got to straighten out these issues. And stop being so stupid, Belinda, please. Can't figure this guy out? Please, women, do not subject yourself to this. I know uh, your daddies didn't treat you right, but that doesn't mean uh, it's a sentence. It doesn't mean you have to go out and find another guy who's not going to treat you right and just live, live out your childhood. No, it's just now your daddy's having sex with you. Or maybe he was back then. You know what I mean? As people get... This is why... Uh, this is what pisses me off the most about our callers that are having kids and screwing with them. It's a, it's a, it's a life sentence. You screw up your kid, sees daddy and mommy drinking a little too much, uh, Uncle Lou feels them up, so on and so forth... A little too much of this for just about five years of their life, and then it's a life sentence. Then just go right on out. Get hooked up with abusive guys. Uh, you guys can go out abuse uh, women. Just uh, That's it. Life sentence. And then we'll just unleash you on society. And then uh, the uh, tax-paying folks can just uh, clean up your mess. Whether it's uh, Bruce over there in the uh, ER pulling, uh, you know, sewing up your knife wounds or it's me just paying a nice 50 percent tax bracket to uh you know get you in and out of jail uh help out with the child support and uh whatnot you know the 911 calls you're making every five minutes whatever it is we'll just have society just clean up the mess there's some excellent advice in there somewhere there is i'm not sure where all right peter hey how's it going guys good, good. You're 21 yeah i listen to the show all the time uh first time caller so, uh, anyway, I had a question more for Dr. Bruce than for you, All right. Adam. Um, and I was wondering, do you know anything about St. John's Wort? Yeah, St. John's Wort has been in the news quite a bit in terms of uh, natural antidepressant. It does have effects on serotonin and other non-specified neurotransmitters. So, St. John's Wort? 
Citron's yeah. where it's sort of a health food store antidepressant really? type of thing. And Is that like a venereal mm -hmm. ward? No, that was the other caller, but he didn't like me, so he hung up. Oh, okay. So this, so th this is the way I, this is what I recommend to my patients. It does affect serotonin. Serotonin is what's affected by things like Prozac, which uh, it increases the amount of serotonin, thus uh, improving mood, uh, theoretically. In terms of St. John's wort, we don't know how much of, of whatever the active ingredient is is in a given sample of it. So if you want that effect and you want to know how much you're taking, the better way to do it is to take Prozac or another prescription antidepressant. Okay. Okay, because, and there are other, there are other substances. Whenever you're taking an is actual substance. Is this new substance, stuff? I don't think, I think it's been around for quite a while. I never heard of St. John's wort. Well, nah, so are you, de are you depressed? Okay. Are you having problems recently? Yeah, I've, I've also got, uh, like, panic problems you know, anxiety uh, disorder of some sort or another. Um, most of the, I really don't get panic attacks anymore when I'm sober, but uh, I really, I can't smoke pot anymore because of it, so. Oh. Well, we got to correct this in a heartbeat then. Yeah, well, it's yeah. kind of annoying. Yeah, it's been off the weed. Yeah. Well, anyway, St. John's Wort does, <laughs> has other substances yeah. in it that could make the panic disorder worse, and it sounds like he has a substance abuse history. You know, uh, you know what I like about you, Andrew. You both—I think it's a doctor thing. You both talk like someone is forcing you out of the room. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's me. Maybe I bring that out. As if um, there's uh, a patient waiting in the retina. As if you're, someone's doing like a press conference, and I go, "All right, just one more question or something." And go, um, uh, but, but, but you got to do with St. John's Wort, and then there's like this sort of cadence. It's almost like I'm trying to push you out of the room, and you're just squeezing out the answer before you head into the hall. It's it's Drew being, does the same thing. It's being in a small enclosed space with a maniacal individual whom you're not sure he's going to cut you off uh, with, with no notice. All right, don't talk about Ann that way. <laughs> Putting to bed, another episode of Love Line. Thank you, Doctor Bruce. I didn't get to help the guy with genital warts that hung up on me. Well, screw him. <laughs> he hung See up. See your on doctor. Him. Yeah, don't come crying to Doctor Bruce. Bring your organ to your doctor and have him look at it. That's good advice. Bruce, thank you very much. Uh, Doctor Drew, God willing, will be in here at some point tomorrow night. We're hoping before the show begins. But uh, if I gotta fly solo, I fly solo. For the sake of your poor tortured listeners, yeah. I hope he's back. <laughs> You're right. All right. Uh, anyway, Bruce, we'll be seeing you again uh, when when duty calls, and we do appreciate you making the uh, making the drive. Next holiday. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyone say bye? Bye. Okay. I want to thank Anne. I want to thank Elisa. I want to thank the beautiful uh, producer Anne for her feminine sake on the show. And of course, the one on one around here, Mike. So until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Doctor Bruce saying. Mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Said Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.